This week, in the parish of bourses and market structure, Expansive complete their acquisition of Evolution Markets. FCA says no to LME. Valet Nick Carew Hunt. As IBKR interest rises over in BitCarnage, it's curious to report that an asset that is one-eighth bid on the dollar is being perceived as bombed out, but it's actually a better return than buying Coinbase stock at the highs. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 177. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the many events and happenings from the past seven days can be found in Exchange Invest daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. We begin on a sad note. There is a hole in the parish of exchanges this week, and equally one in the world of real tennis. Sadly, Nick Carew Hunt, the long-time market secretary of life, has passed away after a relatively short period of illness. Nick arrived at the nascent life as part of the build team and never looked back, moving from his background as a time planner. A larger-than-life character, Nick was definitively one of those who acted as a management glue holding together the life exchange from conception to fruition and through the Royal Exchange floor creation, the Cannon Bridge move, and finally to electronic markets and beyond via Euronext ownership, then the NYSE Interregnum into the Ice Age. Along with John Foyle, they forged a magnificently creative team at the heart of the exchange. The members' stands will not be the same at Lord's, nor will the Oval this test season. All the news on BitCarnage can be found every day in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter. But here's a fascinating thought for the week. Before the recent Bitcoin rally, and indeed a 950-person headcount reduction raised the stock price at Coinbase, the shares were down over 90% from the highs. Whereas FTX debt for the bankrupt exchange business, is selling in the liquidation market at 87% off. Thus, FTX debt for the bankrupt entity actually has been more valuable of late than Coinbase's ongoing concern stock. The LME will be deciding their nickel reforms by the end of Q1. They also got a harsh shock this month when the FCA turned around and said they cannot expand their nickel trading back into Asian hours. That's also presaged the standing down, as we know, of the chairman, Gay Huey Evans, and most recently this week. Also, it was the job of the LME's general counsel to follow into his retirement, as we now see the head of the clearinghouse, the chairman and the general counsel, all being people who have left the exchange. Over at Hong Kong Exchange's HQ, they are expecting the economic reopening and the outlook for stock markets to be remarkably good in Hong Kong, thanks to China's post-COVID policy. 
Thomson Reuters and the London Stock Exchange Group have expanded their partnership. Essentially, Reuters are getting their wish, well, one might call it a death wish, to place their content behind a paywall, which we will therefore all read for free via Yahoo Finance, Nasdaq and others, who license and repackage the content without charge to end users. As the apotheosis of media stupid goes, this is pretty much as good as it gets. But hey, it's Reuters, where the news is great and the management bloated, incompetent and yet still in situ just like LSEG Refinitiv, some might say. Amsterdam-based Ciboclear Europe, they've received permanent recognition as a non-UK central counterparty, and the Indian stock market is on target to shift to its shorter trading cycle of T plus 1 on January the 27th. Another media announcement this week, Robin Hood, they've announced what they're going to call Sherwood Media LLC, presumably a forest of information is going to come therefrom. It's an interesting move as Robin Hood muscles into the stock-picking news-related space. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com, with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or, if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome, wherever you find this podcast. Not such a busy week for results in the parish, but one highlight, IBKR announced their fourth quarter 2022 results and therefore their annual numbers. And the most exciting thing was, well, it's back. That once almost mythical notion of interest income for brokers has risen from the QE dead, as is evidenced by IBKR's latest results. New markets this week, a Euronext are confirming the expansion of Euronext clearing to derivatives markets for Q3 2024. That's going to be fueled by their clearing house in Milan. And possibly the most shamefaced, barefaced punt yet. Bankrupt hedge fund Three Arrows, their execs, aim to start a fresh platform to trade distressed crypto debt. So 3AC, which crashed and burned just recently, is now going to relaunch with a venture backed by apparently $25 million in seed funding, if they can get it, and then offer the USP that they can bring some distressed assets to the party, their own. Well, that's an intriguing one, isn't it? Sizing that market at $20 billion sounds like also 3AC have deployed one of the more finer inflationary crypto token valuation models. Deal news this week, expansive. As I said at the top of the show, they've completed their acquisition of Evolution Markets. They also closed a capital raise with new investors Bank of America and Goldman Sachs in total raising $125 million in one hit. Meanwhile, if you're looking for some reading during winter, whether you're on the ski slopes or somewhere else in the world, don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, Victory or Death, Blockchain, Cryptocurrency and the Fintech World, published by Derivatives Vision, DV Books, and available via Amazon and bookstores worldwide, distributed by Ingram Publishing. Cryptoland, just one story, another exchange death. NetSense is shuttering its crypto exchange to focus on its merchant processing business. In product news, the Indian market regulator has approved futures contracts on corporate bond indices. That's a good move forward in the expansion of Indian debt markets. CME Group will be launching micro e-mini Nasdaq 100 and S&P 500 weekly options. Options. They're going to be coming out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from February 13th, while Bursa Istanbul launched futures contracts based on the BIST Sustainability 25 Index in Derivatives Markets, VIOP. 
And finally, in new product this week, Euronext launched the CAC SBT 1.5 Index, a new climate-focused version of the CAC 40 in line with the 1.5 degree goal of the Paris Agreement. Technology news, Multi-Commodity Exchange of India have launched an online platform for arbitration. Set in Bangkok, they've launched an overhaul of systems as trades increase. And there was an LME data entry this week which showed copper pricing down 77% in their latest glitch. Crowdfunding news, Lending Club have cut 14% of the workforce to pair costs. And in regulation this week, well, really at the same old bicker fest. Lots of people very, very angry about the SEC. A few people very angry about the CFTC. Most everybody complaining about crypto regs. A lot of people complaining about green regulation coming out of the SEC as well. Career path this week. Frederick Voss has become COO of Puro Earth. Congratulations to the former OMX and Nasdaq veteran Frederick Voss, who's joining Puro Earth as COO. Joining Puro Chairman and Nasdaq Stockholm President Frederick Ekstrom. As I mentioned previously, LME's General Counsel Tom Hine is standing down after 17 years at the exchange. And over at HKEX, they made some management changes as well. New appointments effective 1st of February 2023. Bonnie Chan and Wilfred Yu have been named as co-COOs with Catherine NG appointed as head of listing. All the very, very best to Asel Mukasanova. He appointed as acting CEO of the Astana International Futures Exchange. Assel is stepping up to fill the space left by Renat Bukhtarov, who was appointed as governor of the Astana International Futures Centre earlier this month. Amongst the other exciting stories this week, one in architecture news related to the parish. Apollo have taken control of the Chicago Board of Trade building. They're planning an overhaul for the 92-year-old office building, which is, of course, well known for having housed the CBOT's trading floor. The race, it seems, could yet be on. Who will build their condos first? Will it be the former Amex building off Wall Street in New York or in the Chicago Board of Trade? However, the blockbuster piece of news, which excited many's a column inch and pixel this week, China's population fell in 2022 for the first time in 60 years. Mainland China's population overall fell to 1.4118 billion last year. In other words, the growth rate was a negative 0.6 per thousand people. That means India has overtaken China as the world's most populous nation at 1.414 billion people, a fairly seismic shift which many had been expecting might occur by mid-decade at the earliest. And so, ladies and gentlemen, while exhorting you, just in case you have time to rummage in the garage over the weekend, don't forget to keep an eye out in case you find any of those top-secret documents Joe Biden left behind when he was vice president. And on that mysterious and magnificent note... My name is Patrick L. Young. Thanks for listening to this podcast number 177. I wish you a great week in blockchain, life and markets. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations.
Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our programme, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.